This is episode 647 with athlete nutrition expert Lindsay Hazard. I think a lot of them, once they start fueling their body and they realize how much energy they have and how much mm. better they feel during practice, that's like a switch. Um, I think a lot of them are surprised at how it's not, it, there's nothing fancy about it. It's just normal food. Um, mm. There's no super supplement that's going to make them better. It's just, let's eat our fruits and vegetables. Let's eat our grains. Let's have protein with all of our meals. Make sure you're getting in a recovery snack within 30 to 45 minutes of finishing up a training session. Like there's just nothing like super exciting about it. Mm. Um, and I think lots of people think it's going to be some magical potion. And I'm like, no, it's just eating food and maybe starting our day with breakfast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Welcome to Athlete Maestro, a podcast tailored for athlete development, improvement, and peak performance. And now, here's your host, now, I remember myself as a young athlete, you know, chasing my dreams of playing professional sports. And one of the things that I always knew, one of the things that I was sure that I struggled with was with my nutrition. You see, I was one of those athletes who played sports purely from the passion angle. I enjoyed every minute of every single thing that I did. And it was a case of nobody was going to take me away for the fun you know and as i got older and as things began to dawn on me that look sports are played much differently than you probably thought and the things that were involved you know are much different than what it is i now started coming to that realization that okay okay it's like food is actually an integral part of this especially when the gym came into the picture as well and i just imagined and i believed that there were millions of athletes out there young athletes who also struggled with this so fueling your body for performance and putting the right foods in your body at the right time to ensure that you know that that thing that you want to do ultimately you are able to do it because your body is optimized for it. And of course, it was very, very important, you know, that I came to a better understanding of this. And that's why we had Lindsay on the podcast. And like you heard, Lindsay is an athlete nutrition expert. She's also the founder of Cherish Nutrition. She is a registered dietitian nutritionist. And, you know, one of the things that also makes me happy, and you're going to hear that on this episode, is the fact that Lindsay works with young athletes you know so uh, not your established stars not uh, people who have you know six seven people on their payroll sorting out different needs it's young athletes it's teenagers who from this point fueling their body the right way eating the right foods in adequate capacity prepares them for the journey ahead so it's more like starting now and of course seeing how that progresses in terms of as they continue to get better as they continue to rise in competition as everything continues to improve so it, it was more or less one of those things where i was like ah oh, if this was information that i had you know when i was competing how this would have been beneficial to everything that i would have done in sports uh, but then i'm a little bit glad because i know that hey there's an athlete who is listening to this and can use the information that we are putting out there 
to ensure that you know they maximize everything they're doing on this journey myself and lindsay talked about so many things we talked about the importance of nutrition uh we talked about you know calories what exactly does it mean you see it behind almost everything that you eat even your whey protein all these things you see it behind it what exactly does it mean how important is it we talked about this early morning breakfast you know most especially when you have early morning training sessions we have all been there you need to get up in the morning at 6 a.m to train okay do you then eat at that point in time then we talked about nutrition for injury prevention this is of course certainly one that i would never have known all those years ago even if i was aware of food and eating and i thought at best this ensures or this gets me to the point where i can eat to play not that hey you eat right you're also in a way preventing yourself from getting injured we talked about that as well we talked about different types of foods that at least you eat pre-game meals post-game meals organic versus processed food eating habits you know the list goes on and on and i'm and i'm super happy that we were able to put this together like everything you know just comes together to give athletes you know you've been wondering you've been thinking you want to get this nutrition thing right then trust me this is the episode for you so with an athlete nutrition expert you know that gives you every single thing that you need i'm super excited for you to listen to this episode this episode guys is brought to you by my program mental Master. you see a lot of all the things that we talk about in sport you see you cannot rule out that mentality and that mental aspect of the game coming into play and that's why i created a mental mastery so master the mental game in sports and also eliminate the mental blocks that are holding you back from performing your best because once you've got the diet and the nutrition angle sorted you're fueling your body ready to perform one of the key things you're going to want to focus on is that mental aspect athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery where of course you are going to learn about that mental game and of course get your mind ready for the task that is ahead when you have signed up for the program obviously you've got in your login details you're ready to listen to it pause that aspect come back and listen to this episode between an expert and a novice so i'm novice for this particular episode myself and lindsay has reason i'm fascinated about this our conversation is because i i absolutely love it when people focus their attention on young athletes everybody wants to work with the established athletes you know when they are popular when they're famous everybody knows their names they have the instagram followers and everything to back it up but the young athletes are kind of like left to fend for themselves so more or less like the the rat race of entrepreneurship so to speak <laughs> yeah they try to figure it out figure if they can that's fine which is why i'm super super happy you know for this conversation and the great work you know that you're doing because if i look at myself when i used to play sports nutrition was the last thing that was on my mind i was the athlete who would eat 15 minutes before a game so i played soccer by the way 15 minutes before a game that's when i was eating. <laughs> And people will be telling me like, ah, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm like, what? Is it not just to play? Can you talk to me about the importance of nutrition for athletes? Before we go into those specific details, how important is this? Because I know for the young athletes, they're passionate. They have a lot of energy. They just want to have fun. They just want to play. Mm-hmm. So when someone now says, hey, relax, 
you need to focus on what you're eating. You need to see what's going into your body, and they're like, how does that? How important is that? It's super important because um, I find most athletes that I work with, they're all training hard. So they're mm. all working hard. They're all practicing a ton of hours. And what can really make a difference is what you're putting into your body. So if you're giving your body enough nutrition, you're going to have the energy you need to do all of those hours of training. And nutrition is super important from a recovery standpoint. Mm. So when you have those tough workouts, you want to make sure you're taking in good recovery nutrition afterwards so that your body can start the rebuilding and repairing process. It also helps prevent injury and sickness. Um, and you're just going to overall be a better athlete, which is what all of these athletes are training so hard for. They just want to be better. Mm, fantastic. You know, and it's, it's great that you mentioned that. So you mentioned the recovery aspect. You also mm -hmm. mentioned the um, injury aspect. So preventing injuries. And we're, we're, we're going to come to that, you know, in a little bit. But in talking about this, this importance of nutrition to athletes, in the years that you've been doing this, the time that you've been doing this, that you've been helping young athletes, what would you say is the biggest struggle that you've seen that athletes have with that nutrition aspect? I would say getting in enough. So most mm. of these athletes I'm working with are teenagers in their training mm -hmm. at least 15 hours a week, if not more. I have some that are doing 20, 30 hours a week. Wow. And so you need a lot of calories and most of them just aren't meeting those needs. So mm -hmm. the first thing I do when I work with an athlete is like, let's get them meeting their energy needs because that's my first goal. We have to be meeting our nutrition needs before I can really focus on anything else. You know, and you mentioned calories there. Can you can you explain in you know because I'm just I'm thinking of myself as when I was 15 and <laughs> when I was, you know, playing sports, you know, and somebody says, um, you need to get the right amount of calories in your body, you need to do this. I am absolutely sure that I would not have understood anything that person was saying because <laughs> how does it affect me playing my sport? That's the only thing that would have been in my mind. Can you explain to us a little bit what we mean by calories? How exactly does this come to play in nutrition for athletes? Yeah, so calories are basically, it's like how much energy your body mm. is expending. And so you burn calories even if you lay in bed and don't move all day. We have wow. our like resting metabolic rate. Mm -hmm. You burn that amount of calories a day even if you don't do anything. So yeah. everyone needs to be eating. Um, and then when you add just daily movement, training on top of that, you're burning even more calories, growing, burning more calories because mm. you're using more energy. Um, and so basically we're trying to make sure we're replacing that energy with food. And if you look at the nutrition label of any food, there's always calories on there. Yes. And I think the only times, the only times that athletes really focus on, on those types of things is when they read about this um, um, elite athletes. You know, so I think there was a time that Michael Phelps posted mm -hmm. um, um, the amount of calories he has to eat in a day when he was a championship swimmer. And I think also Anthony Joshua, so the boxer, you know, also posted it. And it was, it was some ridiculous amount. I, I can't remember it. Mm -hmm. If you're talking to an athlete, you know, so let's say they're, you know, they're 16, maybe they're 20. And you're talking about the amount of calories they need to get in their body. What range are we looking at? What's kind of like the breakdown as it relates to that? It's a really big range. So it depends on a lot of things. It depends. Mm. One, like you mentioned, the age, gender, height, weight, 
and then activity level and then just genetics too plays mm. a role in that because some people just burn more calories than others. Um, so it's really like I get that question in my DMs all the time. Like That's how right. many calories a day should I be eating? That's and right. I, I can't answer that because I need more information. So I typically can give that information with to my clients when I'm working with them. But it's still it's an like the best estimate that I can come up with just based on the information that they're mm. giving me. So is there is there is there a particular range? You know, so let's let's assume let's use um let's use a soccer player for example. You know, yes, you need all those specifics in terms of their own peculiar situation, which is normal with everything. You know, anyways, the mm -hmm. you you have the general principles. You know, then you come to apply it to that specific person and make all the necessary changes. But if we're talking about range, what kind of range are we looking at? Yes, we're not going into specifics, but just looking at the range. I mean, I would say most athletes that I work with need a range from like 3,000 to 4,500 calories per day. Um, but I have some that need up to like five or 6,000 a day and some that of like my younger, smaller athletes don't yeah. quite need 3,500 a day. And so if we're looking at 3,500 a day, 4,500 a day, what, what does that mix look like? What do you, what do you balance that out with? You know, so carbs, um, protein, um, healthy snacks, what, what does that combination look like? that comes to give you those numbers that that athlete is seeking? Yes. Yeah, so for an athlete, we want at least 50% of their intake coming from carbohydrates. Most of them like 50 to 55%. And that's a struggle for a lot of um, the athletes that I work with just mm. because that's a lot of carbs. Yeah. <laughs> when you like, eat, when you calculate it out and show them like how many carbs a day they need to be eating, it's mm -hmm. a lot. Um, and then normally it's around like 10 to 20% from protein. And then the remainder of that coming from fat. What would you say is the biggest struggles that athletes, I know I asked you, you know, what they struggle with. What would you say is the struggle they have with coming to the realization that they actually need to fill their body? You know, as, 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 as young stars, there's that passion aspect, which is always very right. You know, so you, you have a game at maybe maybe 10 a.m. Let me use that as an example. Mm -hmm. You know, from 10 p.m. the previous day, you know, you have all those butterflies. You are super excited. You know, <laughs> you, you, you can't eat. You can't sleep. You are super happy. What's the struggle they have with coming to that realization? So more or less like making that mindset shift to the fact that I need food. I need to start fueling my body. I think a lot of them, once they start fueling their body and they realize how much energy they have and how much mm. better they feel during practice, that's like a switch. Um, I think a lot of them are surprised at how it's not, it, there's nothing fancy about it. It's just normal food. Um, mm. There's no super supplement that's going to make them better. It's just, let's eat our fruits and vegetables. Let's eat our grains. Let's have protein with all of our meals. Make sure you're getting in a recovery snack within 30 to 45 minutes of finishing up a training session. Like there's just nothing like super exciting about it. Mm. Um, and I think lots of people think it's going to be some magical potion. And I'm like, no, it's just eating food and maybe starting our day with breakfast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the, the, it's great that you mentioned breakfast. I was going to take you up mm -hmm. on the, on the recovery and the injury aspect that you talked about, you know, just, just a while ago, but it's great that you mentioned breakfast. Now I'm thinking to myself, so there was a time when I was training, so this would have been, you know, I think 10 or 11 years ago, thereabouts. And the training sessions that I had with my coach were 7 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. So what would breakfast have looked like for me? And how would I have had to make it work? Because if I was going to train with him at 7, 
I had to leave the house by six, you know, to commute by train and all of that to, to ensure that I make it by seven. You know, and I know somewhere you mentioned, you know, before training sessions or games, eat two hours before, you know, all that type of things. What does that look like when I have early morning training sessions? Yes, I'm very experienced in the early morning training because I grew up running track and cross country. So we had cross country practice at like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, and so when you don't have that time, like I'm not going to tell someone who has 6 a.m., 7 a.m. practice to wake up two hours earlier yeah. because sleep is also a huge component to recovery. And so when you have those early morning practices, I really have my athletes focus on getting in something with carbs before mm. practice. So um, there's one athlete I'm working with. She's just having like a piece of toast with jam in the morning before mm. her 6 a.m. practice because carbohydrates digest really quickly and they just give you that boost of energy that you need because um, we rely on carbs for energy. And then after that practice getting in, what you picture more as a breakfast and just using that breakfast as your recovery meal. Oh, fantastic. So just getting something in that that, that kind of helps um, more or less like a shocker because um, yeah. I, I also remember, you know, so when I was when I was in high school as well, we used to have all those early morning training sessions and we used to eat, we used to train on empty stomachs. And you also find people in their daily lives who also train and they, you know, go to the gym very early in the morning. Do you advise mm -hmm. that people go to the gym? Do you advise that they exercise on empty stomachs? I typically say no. If you're doing something easy, like mm. maybe it's just like a recovery, like for running, like a recovery run, something easy, it's not quite as important to get something mm. in but most of my athletes they're burning so much energy I just prefer them to start off with something even if like I have some athletes that they're like I can't handle food before I go mm. practice um so we do maybe like a little bit of sports drink or something just getting something in beforehand it just helps um really not dig as deep into your carbohydrate stores mm -hmm. and it's just giving you a little bit of energy before practice yeah absolutely absolutely makes sense because the, the more yes sustained you know you're actually doing more damage than good you know so, mm -hmm. so to speak so so i kind of get that now coming back to that recovery aspect that you mentioned i know that there are athletes that are listening to us right now and the minute they finish training or the minute they finish a game or the minute they finish a race all they want to do is go and rest and the mm -hmm. minute that rest is done they are already either looking forward to the next race to the next practice session and they kind of like put that food by the wayside whether deliberately or not when you talk about nutrition helping athletes recover what exactly does that look like yeah so when i'm talking to my athletes about recovering nutrition i tell them think about what you've lost during that session and mm. so firsthand you've lost a lot of energy because you've worked really hard and so energy when we think of energy we think of carbohydrates so we need to replenish those carbohydrates yep. then we think of okay i've been out there training i'm training so that my muscles get stronger so there's been some muscle breakdown so i need to give my body some protein as well for recovery and then you've been sweating you've been losing fluid you've been breathing mm. hard and so we need fluid to recover as well um, and so it's all about getting in carbohydrates, protein, and rehydrating afterwards. So carbohydrate, protein, and, and rehydrating. Now, I don't know how much mm -hmm. of the combat sports that you watch, you know, so um, boxing, UFC, MMA. But one of the things that I always see is that just after the weigh-in, you know, so uh -huh. after they've stepped on the scale, you know, they always have, you know, whether that's water, whether that's some type of fluid, you know, 
and they're literally the minute they step off the scales they're <laughs> literally chunking it down is is that recovery or, or what exactly is that well, typically they're doing that to rehydrate because I know a lot of people um, to make weight will be pretty dehydrated. And so then they're wanting to go back into the actual fights mm. hydrated because being hydrated is very, it's very important for athletic performance. Mm. So does that, so uh, basically what I'm saying from that is that they, in the, in the process of training, in the process of mm -hmm. preparation, they kind of like get dehydrated. Is that cutting weight or, or what exactly is that? Like during training sessions? Yeah, training sessions. Um, during training sessions, you're just getting dehydrated because you're sweating. It's really hard to just keep up with how much you're losing when you're training. Mm. Um, if I'm understanding your question correctly. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, and the flip side, the flip side of that is especially for those combat sport athletes. You know, so they step on the scale and they weigh maybe one fifty-five pounds or thereabouts, and by the time they come to the fight itself. They are weighing, what, 185, 190. How exactly does that happen? Probably just replenishing fluids and, like, carbohydrate stores and all of that. Because when you're – when you eat at carbohydrates and they're stored in your body for use later, they pull water along with them. Mm. So it's, like, actual water weight. Um, and so when you're really trying to cut your weight – typically you're not eating or drinking very much. Mm. Um, and so as soon as you get that back into your body, it sticks pretty much. Mm. If, if it's that easy to gain weight in a 24 hour period, why is it that people struggle to gain weight for like three weeks? Never? <laughs> I think it's, it's just a totally different thing. Um, Cause for the situation you're talking about, it's mm. very specific, very like you're getting down to a weight that your body doesn't really want to sustain mm. where athletes that I'm working, that are wanting to gain weight they are burning so much energy every day and they're trying to like not only meet their needs but exceed their energy needs but they're not doing any cutting or anything they're just you know living their daily lives eating food um but not fasting essentially just 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 normal normal yeah i just i just had to put that in there because yeah. i've always thought about it time and time again like how are these guys able yeah. to do it? Somebody gains 30 pounds overnight from the weight. You know, so that was really interesting. Yeah. We also talk about nutrition, helping athletes prevent injury. Now, what mm -hmm. I would have thought if I'm an athlete listening to us now is that in preventing injury, you, you try your best not to get hurt. You know, so you play a contact sport, you don't get tackled. Um, you ensure that maybe you stretch properly the way mm -hmm. that you should so that you don't pull your hamstrings. You don't overstretch your groin and things like that. How does nutrition help you prevent injury? Yeah. So when you think about nutrition, when it comes to sports and preventing injury, mm. you think about, again, you're burning a lot of energy and you're really breaking down your muscles, um, really digging in to your glycogen stores, so your energy stores. And so when you don't replace that or you don't use recovery nutrition, your muscles are not able to repair like they normally would mm. um i have a lot of athletes that are under eating um especially female athletes where they're under eating so much they're no longer getting their period which means mm. their bone density yeah. can go down um yeah. and so that means you're more likely to get stress fractures mm. and so eating enough overall just helps make sure your body has what it needs to really rebuild and repair itself um, mm. making sure you're getting in all the vitamins and minerals that you need and all of that can just really help with injury prevention oh yeah it makes sense it makes sense because if your if your body is going into battle you know already damaged so to speak not damaged but mm -hmm. you know under under strength 
you know, so to speak, yeah. then of course there, there, there's likelihood that the things that ordinarily would not have gotten you injured will then get you injured because your body is not at optimum capacity. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I hear you say. Yes, perfect. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I have a lot of athletes that they're like, I want to gain muscle strength. I want to gain muscle strength. And they're doing all the training that they mm. need to. Like the work they're putting into the gym should be giving them that increase in strength. But when you don't match that training with your nutrition, it's really hard for your body to build that increased strength. Mm, fantastic. So now um, this obviously you know, brings me to the point where we're now looking at what the athletes are putting in their body. You know, because we have talked about um, the the preve- preventing injury in terms of what goes into the body and, and things like that. What would you say, you know, athletes are, are supposed to be putting in their body? What types of foods should they be eating? So I'm sure, you know, you're going to say healthy eating, right? What type of food should go into their body? Yeah, so my first answer is going to be a variety. Like you don't want to be eating the same thing for mm. every meal every day. But you just want to be eating a good mix of carbohydrates. So when you think carbohydrates, you're like breads, pasta, rices, cereals, fruits, mm. um, dairy products like milk and yogurt contain carbohydrates. And then you want to be getting in protein. Um, so all of your meat, if you eat meat, then mm. eggs, dairy products, soy products like tofu, all of that. And then color is a big thing mm. um, that I talk to with athletes is color, meaning fruits and vegetables. So you're getting in all of those good micronutrients, your vitamins and minerals um, that just help with decreasing inflammation and keeping you healthy. And then we need those healthy fats along with that. So thinking of like avocado, olive oil, nuts, nut butters, those kinds of things. Mm. So for the, for the athlete who, I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic range, you know, that, that, that athletes can put Uh into their body, they can use. But for the athlete who is is barely getting it together, you know, and I know that that's not a situation that that athlete would want to be in. But I'm just thinking about the African athletes now who, you know, just to just to eat, um, let me say, two meals a day, kind of like a big deal, kind of like a big deal. But they're mm-hmm. still on this pursuit for what they want to do. What's the barest minimum requirement that still shows that they are taking their nutrition seriously? What do you mean by the barest minimum requirement? You know, so they, they, they don't have the luxury of choosing, you know, from all of this range, you know, so your carbohydrates, uh-huh. your protein, you know, your fruits and vegetables, you know, if any of those things were dispensable to any degree, which ones would they kind of like put aside and which ones do they focus on? Well, that's hard. It's hard, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Um, so I just think, you know, you do the best, the overall, what you need before we talk about like protein, carbs, micronutrients, overall, you first need the, the energy. So the Mm -hmm. calories. And so overall, you just want to make sure you're meeting your energy needs. And so that's whatever combination of food you have available to you to meet those needs is what you should be focusing on. So you say more carbohydrates than protein then? Yeah. Carbohydrates is like the mainstay of an athlete's diet and protein. Most people here in the United States are easily meeting their protein needs. Um, protein needs are not as high as people think they are. Mm. Um, and so the most athletes could get away with eating like a little bit lower protein and still be okay. Ah, oh, fantastic. So if we're looking at it now from pre-game meals to post-game meals, you know, so uh, we, we've talked about that recovery mm-hmm. aspect. If we're looking at pre-game um, what exactly are we looking at? You know, so you, you have a game, maybe you have a game tomorrow or you have a game in a couple of hours. What does that pregame meal look like? 
Yes. So I really encourage athletes that I'm working with to really figure out, like nail down what works for them pre-game, pre-race, mm-hmm. pre-match, pre-competition, whatever you're doing. Mm. Um, so that way, you know, you're eating foods that don't upset your stomach. Because I know oh, specifically yeah. like, as a runner, like there's just certain foods I couldn't eat before running because running's just a lot of pounding. Mm. Um, and you're just like kind of going yeah. all out for 20 minutes. Yeah. And so overall, like what I tell athletes is we want to make sure we're getting in carbohydrates because we're about to use a lot of energy. So carbs, Mm. super important. Um, And then picking like a leaner source of protein and then doing low fat um, because you don't want to be eating like heavy, greasy foods before Mm. competing um, because then all your blood's in your stomach, which could cause cramps and also cause you not to perform at your optimal level because you want your blood out in your muscles. Uh, exactly. You know, and you see, these are, these are some of the minute details that, that young athletes don't focus on. You know, so you could, you could have that trial, which is extremely important. And because you ate the wrong meal, you know, as a pregame or just before that performance, you know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of messes everything up. You can't explain what is wrong with your performance. Oh, but I ate. Oh, but I slept well. Oh, but I prepared. But it could be that you ate the wrong meal leading up to that particular game. So that, that kind of makes a lot of sense in terms of your explanation. So if you're looking at post-game meals now, what exactly does that look like? Post-game, I think recovery again. Um, and so if you're done for the day, like hmm. you're done playing for the day, done playing for the weekend, um, it's not like a few-day tournament. Really, that's when you kind of can eat what you want to. Hmm. I want you to be getting in some kind of protein, some kind of carbs. Um, but if you want pizza have some pizza um i'd rather you have it after you're done than before Mm. you play Ah, it's good that you mentioned that you know because you know this then brings me to the organic versus processed food you know so one of the things that i also like with what you do is that you know you say you don't take you don't take away from the things that the athletes love you know so it's not like i'm going to come in and Mm -hmm. say you know don't eat this food or don't eat that food especially if it's food that you like Mm -hmm. how do athletes find the balance between organic food, which is your normal uh, prepared food, your breads and all these things, and processed food, ice cream, pizza, and all of those things? Yeah, so I want my athletes, I want most of their diets to be coming from what you're referring to as organic foods. Mm. But here it's like organic is like a specific kinds of like yeah, yeah, fruits, yeah. vegetables, breads. Mm. Um, but I want most of their diets to be coming from like, fruits, vegetables, grains, um, breads, protein sources, but it's okay to have those processed foods some of the time. Mm. So most of my athletes, they can have dessert every day and it's not going to make a difference Mm. um, in how they need so much nutrition Mm. um, that it's okay that their calories are coming from ice cream or cookies mm. it's just we want most of the meals to be a good balance of that carbs protein color with some fats in there i hope that answers your question wow so so if i hear you correctly those foods are not necessarily bad as long as they serve a purpose yes um and they most of the like again these kids i'm working with they need so many calories that I first need them to get them in. So Mm. for instance, I have an athlete right now who was not eating breakfast. Okay. Mm. So there, there's ways like there's an op, you know, a breakfast I'd really love her to have, but first I need her to eat something. Mm. And so we talked about what she likes, what she thought was doable with her school schedule. Mm. And we figured out something that she could eat. Does it have as much protein as I'd want it to have? No, but 
is it way better than zero? Yes, a hundred times better than zero. So my thought is, let's get her eating something. And then once she gets used to eating something, then maybe we can ch go and change up the nutrient composition a little bit. Ah, fantastic. Ah, that absolutely makes sense. So you don't, you don't necessarily make enemies before you have even actually started, you know, you kind of like, you know, walk your way in a little bit, because by the time I'm just, I'm just thinking about the attitude now, by the time you're telling them, don't eat this, don't eat it. They're like, ah, no, we can't work together. You know, so maybe you just look for, yeah. you know, look for somebody else to work with. Yes. And just making small changes over time is what's going to give the athlete the results that they're looking for. I'm curious to get your thoughts on something. You know, so there was a time I was doing, I was doing a study on, um, on Dwayne Wade. So Dwayne Wade played for the Miami Heat, you know, championship uh, basketball player, you know, and there was a time that he caught sugar out of his diet completely for, for whatever reason, you know, I think maybe was it that it was making him slower or, or, or something like that. What's your opinion on that type of drastic change? You know, so when you hear these pro athletes talk about how I had to overhaul my diet. I don't typically recommend that any of my athletes do anything super drastic like mm. that. Um, I just don't think it's sustainable overall. But I have some athletes that they don't want to eat dessert because they just don't think it's healthy. And that's fine. Like they don't have to. Cool. Um, but I also worry about athletes getting obsessive about eating clean mm. and worrying about too much assessing about like what they're putting into their bodies and actually making sure their body gets the nutrition that it needs. So I just feel like there needs to be a healthy balance there where maybe there is a period of time where you're like, okay, these four weeks or these two months out of the season, I'm going to be really strict and not eat sweets. Mm. Um, but the rest of the time I'm going to let myself indulge in them just because I don't think personally yeah. or from other people I've worked with that mm -hmm. cutting things out that you really like forever mm. is a long-term solution. Mm. But, but does, it, does it make a difference? Like the kind of differences those pro athletes say it actually makes? When you're a pro athlete, everything you do can make like that tiny, tiny difference. For like the level of athletes I'm working with, most of them aren't doing a lot of other things well. So mm. there's so many other things I could focus on helping them improve upon than taking something away that they mm. like, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it does. Oh yeah, it does. And of course the, at the, at the lower or the beginner levels, you know, you're not working with fine margins, you know, but at those, at those higher uh -huh. levels, you know, those margins, you know, then come into play. So it absolutely makes sense. And of course this brings me to the supplements, you know, so you had mentioned it in passing, you know, when, when, when you were talking about something mm -hmm. earlier, you know, about supplements and things like that, this is an area that I have seen that many young athletes struggle with. What exactly are supplements? What roles do they play in helping these young athletes compete? Yeah, so, so I consider supplements to be like any like vitamin, mineral, protein powder, pre-workout, mm -hmm. whatever kind of powder drinks that you're taking yeah. and so I have a lot of my athletes I have most of them take a multivitamin if mm -hmm. when I do a dietary analysis I see they're not meeting a lot of their micronutrient needs because that's mm. just kind of an insurance policy yeah. making sure while we're working on improving their diet that they're getting in those vitamins and minerals that are lacking mm. um most athletes could benefit from taking vitamin d um if you're not doing any dairy products or dairy substitutes calcium is another one but overall, though, that's 
typically where I stop. Um, mm. I have some athletes, like my vegan athletes, that we they have to do some kind of protein powder, most of them, mm. to be able to meet their protein needs. Because just with busy schedules and training, it's just not like just not possible for them to have the food available to them that they need to help meet their protein needs. Mm. The other supplements, most of them don't have a ton of research behind them. I'm working with kids, even if they're teenagers, they're still kids. Mm. So I just want to be very careful with what they're putting into their bodies, especially um, the supplement industry is not regulated. So yeah. if it's not third yeah. party certified, yeah. you don't really know what's in it. And I don't want them taking something that has things that their, their bodies do not need in it. Mm. So most of them, we don't do a ton of supplements. Um, most of them, their diets can be um, changed. So uh, there's a lot of changes they can make in their diet to make those athletic performance increases that they want rather than a supplement. And if a supplement is having making you like drastically improve, it's mm -hmm. probably not okay to be taken. Not okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. You know, and I've, I've had athletes, you know, so the, the athletes I've worked with, you know, so obviously I don't, I don't focus on the nutrition angle, you know, but I've had athletes who have, they, they've put down their lack of improvements to the fact that they're not taking the right supplements or enough supplements. The supplements actually make that much of a difference to the progress an athlete makes. So there's like supplements like like creatine has mm. really good research behind it. But if your diet is not adequate, you're not going to make those improvements from a supplement. Mm. Um, and it's not going to be drastic improvements. It's just a way to make small improvements like after you've really mastered your overall food intake. Mm. So basically, the, the diet is the foundation. So if that foundation mm -hmm. is not right then whatever supplement it is that you take, it, it actually doesn't really matter. Right. Ah, oh, fantastic. Right. Now, this obviously brings me to developing the right eating habits. So what's your advice to athletes in terms of how they can start developing the right habits as it relates to their diet? Yes. So first, hydration and um, making sure you're getting in enough fluids every day. And so a good place for athletes to start is to take their body weight, divide it by two, mm. their body weight in pounds, divide it by two and drink that many ounces of water per day. Oh, wow. And then additional for activity. And so if you have a 120 pound athlete, they need to be drinking a minimum of 60 ounces of fluids per day, plus extra for training. Um, also, eating breakfast is huge. I have a lot of athletes that skip breakfast because they want to try to get extra sleep. Mm. There's still ways to get your sleep and eat breakfast. Um, lots of hacks you can do, making breakfast the night before, having things to grab and go as you walk out the door, but getting some kind of nutrition in, in the morning because you're going a really long time without eating. Think you Maybe you have a snack before you go to bed, but you sleep all night and wake up. That's at least 8, 10, 12 hours without food so we need to get food back in it's mm. hard for athletes to meet their nutrition needs if you don't start getting that food in early in the day and then throughout the rest of the day really try not to go more than four hours without eating i have some athletes mm. that really can't go more than two or three um just because their needs are so high and they can't handle a ton of volume and so it's really just at least i say minimum my athletes need to be eating three meals one to two snacks most of them need two to three snacks a day Oh, wow. Interesting. And that's, that's, that's actually a fascinating way to start. So I also work with parents, you know, so parents who um, uh -huh. either their children, you know, are, are showing a lot of desire for sports, 
or they themselves, you know, want their children to play sports professionally and they're ready to support them the best <laughs> way they can. What would be your advice to parents who want their children to play sports or want to support their children in playing sports that from that nutrition angle? From a nutrition angle, it's just making sure that they have um, food available to them. Um, I am big on kids taking ownership of this themselves. Like mm. I love when I have teenage clients that show up for their visits by themselves and they're taking yeah. notes <laughs> and they're going to go back and tell their parents like, hey, this is what I need to do because they're taking ownership of it. Mm. I'm more than happy, obviously, to talk to the parent too afterwards and fill them in on what we talked about. But just making sure that their child has the foods available that their one that their child will eat and two that's enough food to meet their needs um just even being able to bring a cooler to a tournament for them mm. um packed with good healthy foods are not sold in the concession stand because if mm. their kids are able to get in good hydration good fuel during that tournament by the time you hit that third fourth game of the day they're going to be feeling a lot better than the kid who was eating pizza and candy from the concession stand. Mm. Is there anything parents can do wrong when it comes to nutrition for their children? <laughs> when it comes to nutrition? Yes. I mean, we're all trying our best mm. <laughs> as parents. Um, there's, a, I mean, I feel like there's things that we can do wrong in every aspect of parenting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I think just really encouraging your child to, once they are older, to really take ownership of their diet. Because mm. once they're no longer in your house, like when they're playing college sports like you want them to, they're going to have to know how to feed themselves. Yeah. And so helping them develop cooking, basic cooking skills, how to go grocery shopping, mm how to put together a recipe yeah. um, what nutrients should be on their plates. Um, I'm like, so thankful. I grew up the way I grew up. My parents always like had dinner on the table for us. Um, my mom was great about teaching us like what foods needed to be like part of our meals, mm. really listening to like hunger and fullness cues. Um, just always having like a variety of food around all, like all the things that we're all, we're all trying our best. Yeah. <laughs> Cause my oldest is, five and a half and she's a pretty picky eater and so mm. we're really working on keep exposing her to new foods not putting a lot of pressure on her um and we always like we already are starting to like do some cooking in the kitchen with her just so that when she grows up she'll know how to cook for herself we we, we definitely have to compare notes because my daughter as well extremely picky she could tell you one minute that she wants this particular thing by the time you spend time making it it comes out and she's mm -hmm. like no nah, i don't want that again you know now i want this thing yes. and i'm like what I just I just spent time uh, making that, but that's that's absolutely fantastic. I have to be appreciative of your time, uh, Lindsay. You know, so um, for coming on and everything that you've done. The reason I named the podcast Athlete Maestro was to help athletes master their craft of being athletes. You know, and I usually break this down into three aspects: the physical aspects, the mental aspects, and of course the business aspect. And of course, nutrition would come under that physical aspect. What, in your estimation? Does it mean to be a master of your craft? Oh, that's like a, that's a hard question. <laughs> but I think just taking the time to learn, like learning from everyone around you, mm. um, putting in the work, um, like you want to be one of the hardest working people out there because how are you going to learn if you're not experiencing mm. and just like taking feedback, learning from failures, um, but celebrating those successes too, because when you meet goals, you should.
You should totally be excited about it and let yourself celebrate. Um, but I know I always learned more in those times where I didn't meet my goals mm. and taking those lessons and not letting it defeat you. So you can keep on going and just, we can always keep learning. Like there's so much to learn about every topic, every sports, um, like nutrition. I'm constantly learning new things, reading new things. And I don't think I'll ever totally have it mastered, mm. but all I can do is just keep educating myself and experiencing yeah everything. keep educating you know keep keep on that track now we've talked about so many things nizi we've talked about the importance yes. of nutrition pre-game meals post-game meals you know nutrition helping with recovery helping with injuries and all of that you know and there's an athlete who's listening to us and has listened to us for the past 40 minutes you know and i said oh fantastic stuff you guys are talking about i'm going to put all these things into action but i need one place to start or one thing that I can start doing today that gets me a step closer to my nutrition goals. So I know it won't get me there, you know, but I want mm -hmm. to start somewhere. What would you say that one thing is, Lindsay? I would say um, make sure that you're eating three meals a day. Three meals a day. <laughs> that, mm. would be, that would be a good place to start. Um, my, again, like I've, I think I've said this a lot of times, my first goal with athletes is I need them to be meeting their nutrition needs so they mm. have the energy to go out and train every day because mm. these athletes today are training a lot. Yeah. Um, I just can't, it blows my mind every time I talk to a teenager and they tell me how much they're training. <laughs> and so eating three times a day and drinking some water will be where I'd start. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for all that you do. Um, I'm, I don't mince words when I say that. I am super, super appreciative. You know, like I said, people don't, they're, they're not dedicated to helping young athletes. Maybe because it's not lucrative. Maybe because, you know, they don't, they don't get the accolades and the attention and things like that. So when I find people who want to help young athletes, who want to help them scale, want to help them get better, you know, they, if, I, if I was ever to have a hall of fame or book of fame, so to speak, you know, they instantly go into that book. And you are one of those people. So I'm extremely appreciative of what you do and everything that you stand for, Lindsay. Well, thank you so much. That's really kind. Uh, tell us where we can find you, how we can connect with you, um, your websites, Instagram, uh, where we can reach you if you have any questions and, and things like that. Yeah, so on Instagram, you can find me at fueling.young.athletes. Um, my website is cherishnutrition.net. Um, you, you can DM me on, on Instagram. That seems to be a way a lot of people get a hold of me. And then there's Forbes on my website with all my contact information if you're wanting to reach me that way too. Uh, fantastic. We're going to put all of that in the show notes so that we can reach out with your questions, especially as it relates to the specific needs that these athletes have. It's been a pleasure having you on, Lindsay. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Now, obviously, even if you knew a lot, you know, about the nutrition aspect of things, I'm sure you've come to that realization again that, oh, wow, like, like this is really good. This is rich information that i can rely on this is information that is going to help me in terms of what i'm doing moving forward how much importance i'm playing you know to the nutrition aspect of the game the role that it plays what types of food should i be allowing into my body how much information do i even have about what i was doing whether or not it was preparing me for the things that i was doing when it came to this you know just i mean it was just one of those episodes where it's it's more or less 
student-like if if you want to call it that because you know that medical field you know which of course nutrition will kind of fall into a little bit not fully but kind of fall into a little bit you know you you always want information that you know that you can rely on so it's not like training where you know there are many different things that you can try you see when it comes to nutrition you know the types of foods you should be putting in your body now you can take in different variations of those types but you know your carbs are important protein just like Lindsay said not that important and of course you can get your protein requirements you know pretty quickly and from pretty different things oh man it was just it was just really really good so you have the information now to go out there and start fueling your body the right way and of course if you have any questions for Lindsay, she's i mean she's willing to answer your questions she put you through and of course she's on instagram you can check out cherishnutrition.net as well that's our website uh, where of course you can read about all the great things that she does and of course all the packages that she has reach out to her on instagram uh instagram details where in that episode as well where you know you can send in your questions and of course she'll be happy to answer and to guide you on the proper thing to do so check out on instagram check out her website as well you have all the tools now to fuel your body the right way if you enjoy this episode take a screenshot as you're listening to it share it on social media you know tag me tag lindsay fueling.young.athletes fueling.young.athletes tag her in that one and of course ensure uh, that uh, you get attention that you enjoy this episode of course send me a mail as well tola at athlete maestro.com tola at athlete maestro.com and of course i would be sure to forward your message to Lindsay. and of course uh, thank her so much for uh, all the nuggets that she dropped in this episode just screenshots quickly share on instagram twitter tag us at tola Oglewe, at fueling dot young athletes uh, on instagram and share it on facebook as well and of course i will be sure to connect with you there if you have any questions like i said tola at athlete maestro.com i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do i want you to go out there i want you to start following your body the right way and apply all the things that lindsay talks about i want you to go out there and i want you to be a maestro today and every single day